Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seydal. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I am so excited because today is the day, the day that we are launching the book called The Power of Play, Optimize Your Joy Potential. And I thought, oh my goodness, I always have my authors on the show, but today I have my co-author and myself, and we are so excited to be launching our book today. And so without further ado, I want to introduce you to my co-author, Dr. Elaine O'Brien. She is such a spectacular woman, like you are going to just love her. She has her PhD and she has her map as well, Master's in Applied Positive Psychology, and she has her PhD in Human Movement Psychology. She is brilliant. She is fun. She is playful. She's full of vibrancy. And I couldn't have had a better time authoring a book all about play. We had so much fun. So welcome to the show, Elaine. Oh my gosh, what a thrill to be with you, Andrea. And congratulations. Yay to us for being the most amazing co-author and book doula. I loved working with you. So we decided like what we should talk about this. So today the episode is not necessarily summarizing our book, although we will go into a lot of detail of what's in our book and all the benefits of play. But we thought today we would just, you know, walk you through some of the wonderful ways that play can safeguard our mental well-being and our mental health. And I'm so excited to have Elaine on the show so that we can just kind of talk all about it. But before we do that, let's talk about what inspired us to write this book, Elaine. Oh, initially I was going to start doing my own book and then we were having so much fun talking and we found there was a real issue around the need to safeguard mental health and that both of us kind of embodied the idea of play and valued joy as character strengths and zesty vitality. So it was just a natural and very organic progression to get to this point. And I I was thinking today, I think it's been 18 months. So it's like nine months and nine months. We've (laughs) this book that just came today, The Power of Play, Optimize Your Joy Potential. I'm so grateful for you. Yay. And our tagline is it's a spontaneous playbook for grownups. And it's funny because we went through a couple of those, the different sort of taglines about it. And we actually had adult playbook and we thought, but then what was happening, it was kind of going down a different route. And we're like, well, we better tweak that a little bit. And so we wanted to have that word spontaneous because it's a word we sort of created and it means basically spontaneity and spontaneous um, events and just like the idea of spontaneity and novelty and fun all mixed together into one. And oftentimes as adults, we forget how to play. We forget that play is so important for our well-being. One of my friends just wrote on social media, playbook for grownups, I'm in. And she bought a copy for herself and a copy for a holiday gift. So, I mean, it really is uh, important even for our brain health to play. Um, We were recently featured in a magazine recently, last night featured in a magazine. And um, it's about how playing games 
and um, can boost our mental agility and our cognitive health and, and dancing. One of the best things that you can do. And I think we all need a little dance break right now. <laughs> so just shake it out. Give yourself a hug. <laughs> so Not true. Oh my gosh. So, and I remember thinking with one of my clients too, and she would come to me and she says, Andrea, I'm, I think I forgot how to play. Like I, I don't even, you know, I keep getting this message that I'm supposed to have more fun and that life is supposed to be fun and enjoyable, but I can't find too much joy in my life. And I think I forgot how to have fun, like how to play. And, and that's not uncommon. And I think that a lot of times when we're younger, like, you know, with kids play just comes so easily and it's part of their, like their development. Right. And so oftentimes as we get, you know, into our careers and we get into just, you know, the the day-to-day, you know, monotony or the day-to-day um, fun, like we have to do our laundry, we got to look after kids, we've got to do all these things in our job. And, and what happens is we lose that element of play and fun and joy. And so that is really, I think what inspired us to write this book is because I always have this saying, let joy be your magnet. And, and whenever I'm excited about something, I go towards it. And I have this, um, I love to gamify things. So if I, for example, if I don't like to fold laundry, I'll put a timer on and I'll make it into a game. Like how fast can I fold this laundry and get it away? And, um, or I'll listen to my favorite podcast while I'm doing it to make it more joyful. And so I think that like between our discussion together, what inspired us is noticing how people People are languishing and noticing also the need for just our own personal desire for play and fun and joy. Um, that this was this was something we really wanted to write together. Absolutely. And it reminds me of a story our co-author Catherine Britton talked about how one of her clients said she forgot how to play, similar to what you just said. And her young son wrote her a 30-page book of play, things that they could do together. And it was life-changing and really can connect people together. I think at this point, too, that we've been um, through a lot together as humans. And um, play can really build our, our muscles in different ways, right? Emotionally, socially, again, cognitively, physically. And um, there's so much joy. And I would say that if you can live every moment with joy and laughter, that you can, why not do that? And we even talk about how play can make a difference in ourselves and in the world, which is really exciting to me. Oh, oh my gosh. And that whole idea of play being contagious and laughter contagious. And, you know, we have, we have that ripple effect. So when we are actually in that mindset of play, or if we're in, um, we're adopting more a mindset to have more play and fun and joy in our life, it rubs off on everyone around you. Yeah, like, you know, those people that kill joy or something that's like, oh, or you might be the kill joy yourself. Like I know sometimes I have been in the past. It's just like recognizing, holy smokes, like you have such a ripple effect on all those people around you. And I love that whole section in our book on play it forward, like, how, you know, where to play from here and play it forward. It's like how we can have that impact on the world just by adopting more play and the actual power of play. You know, it's funny that you should say about the killjoy, because if you think about it, um, our dedication is to our fathers and then also to the father of positive psychology, Martin Seligman. And Martin Seligman was kind of a famous killjoy. And how positive psychology got started was he was in the garden, gardening with his daughter, Nikki, who is now Dr. Nikki Seligman. And um, 
he, she wanted to play and he said, no, not now. And, and she said, dad, you always said, you know, that I should try and be cheerful and positive. And it just literally just changed the whole world because now positive psychology, the science of flourishing and, and well-being and happiness really matters. So I think that the power of play contributes to that and optimizing your joy potential is really important. I like how you talk about optimizing your joy potential. Could you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, I think that we what we wanted to do with this whole entire book is tap into the potential for joy. We all have that. It's like a muscle. We can we can practice play. We can practice joy. We can, you know, we can get better at it. And so there is there is obviously so many social psychological um, benefits and, and, and emotional benefits of play. But play and joy and optimizing your joy potential is just that wonderful recognition that we have the capacity to experience joy in every day in every moment in the in our lives and we can amplify it by being open to developing our self-awareness we can be open to it by uh, adopting intentional behaviors that are really aimed to help us you know live with more meaning and connections and joy and just playfulness and so this joy potential really is just about tapping into um, the potential for so much and for sparking joy in our own lives through play. I hope I yes. explained that good. <laughs> beautiful. That was a perfect explanation. And, and again, one thing that um, Dr. Seligman says is that, you know, even though sometimes you're going through a hard time, you still can experience happiness and joy. So again, this is such a great reminder. And I know that we wrote about the play mindset, which I think is another way, you know, that openness to possibilities and adventure and complexity and how that really helps us to age well at, at, at any age of our life. We can lay down a great pathway for more joy potential. So true. So true. And I think also um, we talk a lot in the book about valuing play to safeguard our mental health. So let's speak to that a little bit because there, there is so much science and so many, so much empirical research that backs up the power of play. And um, so I think that we really touched on that in our book and we hope we make a case for you to think about, okay, how I, I must, I want to, I desire to tap into my joy potential because I want to safeguard my mental health and my well-being. And so understanding that we're all like there is we're not immune to stress. We're not immune to, you know, the ups and downs that life bring. But what we can do and what we do have influence on is our our behaviors, intentional behaviors such as play. We can um, adopt more play and fun and spontaneity in our life. And so by valuing play, kind of moving it up on the, uh, you know, on the scale of importance is valuing play can actually safeguard our mental health. So can you speak to that a little more, Elaine? Yeah, I, it totally does. As you said, um, you know, around stress, stress is necessary, but when you have too much stress or different types of stress that are really overbearing, it really is a spiral down. And those micro moments of joy and positivity and finding awe in the moments can really help boost us. And as Andrea said earlier about gamifying things like um, I do that too with the laundry, right? To see how fast you can do it or, or put music on and dance as you're um, doing um, some chores. So I think that it just it gives you a break. It takes you out of the moment of uh, work and um, too much work. It, it just is not good. And there's a saying um, that people work and work 
to gain their wealth. And later in life, they have to spend their life, their money, their wealth to get their health. Let me yeah. say that. So people work and work, and then later they have to spend their wealth to get their health. So balancing, integrating play and more fun into every day can lead you to a great self-determination where you're feeling mastery. You can gain mastery. You're connected to other people. And then also you have autonomy about the choice, different ways you want to play. And one of my favorite parts of the book, Andrea, and I think would help people with mental health and um, I know for me, like it's it's something I've been surrounded by, you know, uh, concerns about mental health my whole life. So again, to find joy at any age is so important. And in our book, what I was going to say is that we have hundreds of spontaneous activities that we've created around the environment and around intimacy and around recreation and sportiveness and cleaning up your home. And it's just uh, around celebrating every day, along with the research, which is really important, inspiring narratives. And then we also have these fun learning boxes, which are hilarious in some ways and really surprising. So. What was so fun when we were creating this book, we actually were like, there was, there was actually one, one section too that's on planting smiles, growing laughter and harvesting joy. And I remember like, you know, writing that section and I literally was smiling the whole time I was like writing it. There's so many, there's so much joy in the book and, and it was so fun creating all the spontaneous activities. And these are actual specific things that you can test out, try on, see how you like it and apply it to your life for inspiration and um, yeah, so there's so many things within the book, like um, in terms of delighting in date night too, and intimacy and how you can make that fun and playful and joyful and um, turning the everyday mundane into the magnificent. And that's, I think that's one of my favorite chapters is all on how to, you know, adopt novelty and also turning the mundane and making it really playful and fun and just um, move you more into flow state and things like that, which brings me to the next point. And I think that, you know, obviously valuing play to safeguard mental health. There's so many um, things that support, so much research that supports that play contributes to health. The science shows it. It creates, like you said, eustress that keeps us feeling vital and alive, that eustress being the good stress, like, like, you know, challenging us in like, you know, running race or something like that, or like going to your favorite um, Orange Theory fitness class, right? It's almost like that eustress, it keeps you vital and alive or Zumba, that's right. Um, and also that it lowers distress and aggression. It's been known to help with brain function and improving relationships, like you said, and just um, and it's it just as fun. It's rewarding. It feels like it feels good. And it actually can also be healing and that it provides those powerful tools for healing to reduce the effects of trauma or stress. And um, yeah, so many benefits to safeguard our mental health. And one thing is that like, if you're fun, people want to hang out with you more. So <laughs> it's rich. And then it's just a spiral up of like so much goodness. It's, it's amazing. So I think that also what really I love about the book too, is this tie-in of the power of play and positive psychology. And of course we want to celebrate Martin Seligman's, you know, PERMA model of well-being and, um, and that the power of positive psychology, which is a scientific study that of what leads to happiness and well-being and flourishing lives. And um, so we really were able to use the science and of the power of play, but then also because of our backgrounds 
brands and our love for positive psychology, um, we we interwove all like, holy cow, like we kept noticing like that huge overlap in terms of the benefits of play and how it actually enhances those elements of well-being. For sure. Again, uh, with that self-determination, right? You can select what you want to do and again, get better at it, have that mastery and connect with people. Or as you said, go into flow states. If you're like doing something new, even playing chess, you're just focused on that. And there, um, the thing that I think I also like is there's such a variety of ways to play in those spontaneous activities. And a lot of them, like we created that I've never seen before. So it's just really fun. And again, there is some sexy time stuff in there for, you know, this is again, a playbook for grownups. So what was it there? I said, I, we had, what did I say? We have to put this in there. And then you took my direct quote and put it in the book. Something about having a lot of sex or something. We need yeah, to, we have, have to have a lot of sex. In there. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's, it's playful. It's fun, right? We can't forget about that element. <laughs> it's definitely balanced. And again, I, I love that we, we draw on ways that you can use play to help yourself, other people, and also the world. It's just real to me. I feel it's inspiring. I hope that you guys will too. Just really. And I love the whole element of this whole upward spiral of positive emotions. So when you play, like think about the last time you play, like, were you smiling? Were you laughing? Were you like, you know, did you feel relief? Did you feel like what, like, it's amazing how play really is that wonderful element that helps us almost hit the reset button. And it gives us that upward spiral of cultivating these wonderful um, emotions, positive emotions, and it contributes to our well-being. And so when you go back to work or you go back to like, you know, know, your, your, you know, everything else, your responsibilities, it's almost like it's just, it balances things right out. And then, and it allows us to be more creative, allows us to, you know, manage and balance out like the, the stressors of life, as well as the, you know, the pleasure of life. Life's meant to be pleasurable too. Yes. And, and again, like meaningful and pleasure. I think we touch on those and just talking about um, favorite chapters, Seriously, there are so many, but one of my favorite one is like around contentment and about breathing. And we give dozens of ways to um, explore breath and how you can relax or energize or just feel more um, open and calm and mindful through the power of positive breathing. So it's just uh, <laughs> play with your breath. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. You know, even just like doing a breath now, like if you breathe in and Exhale with a sigh. It just changes your whole perspective on just how you appear in the day and how you feel in the day. So So much. (laughs) And the other element too is that sometimes we disengage with life and we kind of step away because maybe we feel the drudgery or we've been working really hard or I don't know about you, but sometimes I like my head down trying to get my to-do list done like and then it's like, holy cow, I've been sitting at this desk all day long. It's almost like it's a play encourages us to engage in life, to kind of show up. And it allows us to kind of show up, I believe, with like other people and enhance relationships. And we 
can connect with others through play. Like, and so if I get up and I'm like planning to go meet my, you know, be there for my fitness class, I walk in, I socialize, I see other people, I have fun. It's a sense of accomplishment by the end, a sense of achievement. Um, and it's just, it, it adds so much meaning to my day and adds so much pleasure and joy. So I just love how play and making time for it and advocating for it and tapping into your joy potential makes such a difference on our, on our well-being. Yeah. And I think also because we're both um, professional fitness uh, leaders for like decades, it's really great to be able to integrate so much of that. Um, because I think that if you have fun when you're training, it just makes you keep going. And I know in my research with a program I developed in 1991, people were exercising in this and dancing and socializing and getting strong um, for over 25 years. So it's just if that fun factor really matters. And you know what else I love about our book too is that you can have a mood adjustment immediately by getting out in nature. And yeah. we talk a lot about exploration, right? You, I, you touched on that about exploring life and just literally how um, being outdoors can just give you such a boost. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's instant, like you were saying, and then, but it's just, you know, advocating for play and knowing and remembering the power of play and then integrating it into your life. Cause sometimes it's just a matter of like getting those hiking boots on and getting out to the trail and going for a nice hike in nature. And then you're like, wow, like you're playing in nature and um, it's so powerful. And, and also I love how you bring that up is that overlap of fitness and recreation and movement, the power of movement. Um, usually when we're playing we're moving like not always though because we have on board games we got board games we've got all kinds of other things in our book as well suggestions but that integration of fitness and movement right and you feel so good whether it's you know mountain biking or you know even you know that I, I kept I included in the book my son he has this monopoly get together every month so every month he gets all his friends together and they have like a heated monopoly tournament and like little things like that just inspiration for play and so that increases his social connections that enhances his relationship that gives them something to look forward to sense of accomplishment because they're gaming they're playing that game and uh, engagement they're in flow state they're probably not even like they're forgetting losing track of time and so so many positive emotions too because half the time they're laughing and they're getting you know so it shows you just like little tiny inspirations of play can, can do so much for our well-being and how great to have that on your calendar, that anticipatory yeah. savoring, something to look forward to, seeing your friends engaging in Monopoly, one of my favorite games that I need to play that. <laughs> I love that story though, right? To just, we and we did get a lot of inspiration from our kids. I know that um, my daughter, Leanna, and her husband, John, they they're, have very busy lives and yet they always have time to play and, and train or have fun and just adventure around. So it's just so much inspiration. And we also got a lot of inspiration from our pets, Bird oh. Mango and Crystal and Lola, our puppy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Just think of how happy it makes you to kind of roll on the ground with your dog or like run out or like even if you meet a, a dog, someone's walking their dog and you get down to their level and pet them and everything and play with them a little Oh, the joy that it brings, the oxytocin that it releases, it just feels so, so good. And um, yeah, integrating more micro moments like that in, in every 
every single day. And they don't have to be a big, grandiose, like, you know, oh, this is what we're going to start talking about too. On our next episode, we're going to talk all about the barriers to play, what might get in the way, and also different types of play, and also how to tap into your joy potential. We're going to talk about that on the next episode. But um, yeah, I don't even know where I went, I went off on that tangent, but I think that I think that's a powerful thing is to look at those barriers. And what was I saying just before that, Elaine, help me with my brain. Yes, uh, we were talking about, because I know for me around like having Lola, I met more people in like half a year than I met in like 10 years. So, so like you said, it's just, you get out, you're breathing, you're like, enjoy. And even like, if you notice like what a puppy notices, it just opens up your world to so much more wonder and yeah. like awesomeness. And that's where I was going with the micro moments that they don't have to be expensive. They don't have to be elaborate things to play. And sometimes we might have these barriers or these fixed mindset beliefs around certain things around play. So we're really going to tap into that in our next episode. And it could be little micro moments of joy. Like it could be a playful interaction with this, you know, the barista at your local coffee place. Um, those micro moments of play are actually really powerful as well on so many levels for sure yeah so okay so I think we'll sum up this this um this episode I hope you got a good introduction to the power of play and how to optimize your joy potential and in the next episode Elaine and I will walk you through some potential barriers to play what might be getting in the way and then also what are some types of play and then we'll also go into some some examples examples of play and and then where to play from here sound good Fantastic. Thank you so much. If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasidel.com where I help people read, write, and publish books. I believe books change lives. So whose life will you touch with your book? If you've been thinking about writing a book or, you know, you've lacked the time, maybe the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. So let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. So until next week, I'm sending hugs.